Good morning, friends. Today is Wednesday, the 17th of March, 2020. Happy St. Patrick's Day. Our readings this morning are Psalm 101, Psalm 109, verses 1 through 4 and 20 through 30, Jeremiah 18, 1 through 11, Romans 8, 1 through 11, and the Gospel of John, chapter 6, verses 27 through 40. Rend your hearts and not your garments. Return to your sovereign God, for God is gracious and merciful, slow to anger and abounding in steadfast love and repents of evil. Dearly beloved, we have come together in the presence of Almighty God, our heavenly creator, to set forth God's praise, to hear God's holy word, and to ask for ourselves and on behalf of others those things that are necessary for our life and our salvation, and so that we may prepare ourselves in heart and mind to worship God, let us kneel in silence and with penitent and obedient hearts confess our sins, that we may obtain forgiveness by God's infinite goodness and mercy. God of all mercy, we confess that we have sinned against you, opposing your will in our lives. We have denied your goodness in each other, in ourselves, and in the world you have created. We repent of the evil that enslaves us, the evil we have done, and the evil done on our behalf. Forgive, restore, and strengthen us, through our Savior Jesus Christ, that we may abide in your love and serve only your will. Amen. Almighty God, have mercy on us. Forgive us all our sins through the grace of Jesus Christ. Strengthen us in all goodness, and by the power of the Holy Spirit, keep us in eternal life. Amen. O God, let our mouth proclaim your praise and your glory all the day long. Praise to the holy and undivided Trinity, one God, as it was in the beginning, is now, and will be forever. Amen. God is full of compassion and mercy. Come, let us worship. Come, let us sing to God. Let us shout for joy to the rock of our salvation. Let us come before God's presence with thanksgiving and raise a loud shout to God with psalms. For you are a great God. You are great above all gods. In your hand are the caverns of the earth, and the heights of the hills are yours also. The sea is yours, for you made it and your hands have molded the dry land. Come, let us bow down and bend the knee, and kneel before God our Maker. For you are our God, and we are the people of your pasture and the sheep of your hand. Oh, that today we would hearken to your voice. God is full of compassion and mercy. Come, let us worship. Psalm 101 I will sing of loyalty and of justice. To you, O God, I will sing. I will study the way that is blameless. When shall I attain it? I will walk with integrity of heart within my house. I will not set before my eyes anything that is base. I hate the work of those who fall away. It shall not cling to me. Perverseness of heart shall be far from me. 
I will know nothing of evil. One who secretly slanders a neighbor, I will destroy. A haughty look and an arrogant heart, I will not tolerate. I will look with favor on the faithful in the land, so that they may live with me. Whoever walks in the way that is blameless shall minister to me. No one who practices deceit shall remain in my house. No one who utters lies shall continue in my presence. Morning by morning I will destroy all the wicked in the land, cutting off all evildoers from the city of God. Psalm 109, verses 1 through 4 and 20 through 30. Do not be silent, O God of my praise, for wicked and deceitful mouths are opened against me, speaking against me with lying tongues. They beset me with words of hate and attack me without cause. In return for my love they accuse me, even while I make prayer for them. May that be the reward of my accusers from God, of those who speak evil against my life. But you, O my God, act on my behalf for your name's sake. Because your steadfast love is good, deliver me. For I am poor and needy, and my heart is pierced within me. I am gone like a shadow at evening. I am shaken off like a locust. My knees are weak through fasting. My body has become gaunt. I am an object of scorn to my accusers. When they see me, they shake their heads. Help me, O my God. Save me according to your steadfast love. Let them know that this is your hand. You, O God, have done it. Let them curse, but you will bless. Let my assailants be put to shame. May your servant be glad. May my accusers be clothed with dishonor. May they be wrapped in their own shame as in a mantle. With my mouth I will give great thanks to God. I will praise God in the midst of the throng. Praise to the holy and undivided Trinity. One God, as it was in the beginning, is now, and will be forever. Amen. A reading from Jeremiah, chapter 18, verses 1-11. through 11. The word that came to Jeremiah from God, Come. Go down to the potter's house, and I will let you hear my words. So I went down to the potter's house, and there the potter was, working at their wheel. The vessel they was making of clay was spoiled in the potter's hand, and the potter reworked it into another vessel, as seemed good to them. Then the word of God came to me, Can I not do with you, O house of Israel, just as this potter has done, says God? Just like the clay in the potter's hand, so are you in my hand, O house of Israel. At one moment I may declare concerning a nation or a sovereign, concerning a nation or a sovereigndom, that I will pick up and break down and destroy it. But if that nation concerning which I have spoken turns from its evil, I will change my mind about the disaster that I intended to bring on it. And in another moment, I may declare concerning a nation or a sovereigndom that I, will build and that I will build and plant it. But if it does evil in my sight, not listening to my voice, 
Then I will change my mind about the good that I had intended to do to it. Now, therefore, say to the people of Judah and the inhabitants of Jerusalem, Thus says God, Look, I am a potter, shaping evil against you and devising a plan against you. Turn now, all of you, from your evil way and amend your ways and your doings. Hear what the Spirit is saying to God's people. Thanks be to God. Canticle 10, the second song of Isaiah. Seek God while God wills to be found and call upon God when God draws near. Let the wicked forsake their ways and the evil ones their thoughts. And let them turn to God and God will have compassion. And to our God, for God will richly pardon. For my thoughts are not your thoughts, nor your ways my ways, says God. For as the heavens are higher than the earth, so are my ways higher than your ways, and my thoughts than your thoughts. For as rain and snow fall from the heavens and return not again, but water water the earth, bringing forth life and giving growth, seed for sowing and bread for eating, so is my word that goes forth from my mouth. It will not return to me empty, but it will accomplish that which I have purposed and prosper in that for which I sent it. Praise to the holy and undivided Trinity, one God, as it was in the beginning, is now, and will be forever. Amen. A reading from the letter to the Romans, chapter 8, verses 1 through 11. There is, therefore, now no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus. For the law of the Spirit of life in Christ Jesus has set you free from the law of sin and of death. For God has done what the law, weakened by the flesh, could not do, by sending God's own begotten in the likeness of sinful flesh and to deal with sin, God condemned sin in the flesh, so that the just requirement of the law might be fulfilled in us, who walk not according to the flesh, but according to the Spirit. For those who live according to the flesh set their minds on the things of the flesh, But those who live according to the Spirit set their minds on the things of the Spirit. To set the mind on the flesh is death, but to set the mind on the Spirit is life and peace. For this reason, the mind that is set on the flesh is hostile to God. It does not submit to God's law. Indeed, it cannot. And those who are in the flesh cannot please God. But you are not in the flesh. You are in the Spirit. Since the Spirit of God dwells in you, Anyone who does not have the Spirit of Christ does not belong to Christ. But if Christ is in you, though the body is dead because of, because of sin, the Spirit is life because of righteousness. If the Spirit of the one who raised Jesus from the dead dwells in you, the one who raised Christ from the dead will give life to your mortal bodies also through the Spirit that dwells in you. Hear what the Spirit is saying to God's people. Thanks be to God. Canticle S, a song of our true nature. Christ revealed our frailty and our falling, our trespasses and our humiliations. Christ also revealed their blessed power, their blessed wisdom and love. Christ protects us as tenderly and as sweetly when we are in greatest need. Christ raises us in spirit and turns everything to glory and joy without ending. God is the ground and the substance, the very essence of nature. 
God is the true parent of natures. We are all bound to God by nature, and we are all bound to God by grace. And this grace is for all the world, because it is our precious Mother, Christ. For this fair nature was prepared by Christ for the honor and nobility of all, and for the joy and bliss of salvation. Praise to the holy and undivided Trinity, one God, as it was in the beginning, is now, and will be forever. Amen. The Holy Gospel of our Savior Jesus Christ according to John. Glory to you, Jesus Christ. John chapter 6, verses 27 through 40. Do not work for the food that perishes, but for the food that endures for eternal life, which the begotten will give you, for it is on them that God the Creator has set their seal. Then they said to Christ, What must we do to perform the works of God? Jesus answered them, This is the work of God, that you believe in the one whom God has sent. So they said to Jesus, What sign are you going to give us then, so that we may see it and believe you? What work are you performing? Our ancestors ate the manna in the wilderness, as it is written. God gave them bread from heaven to eat. Then Jesus said to them, Very truly I tell you, it was not Moses who gave you the bread from heaven, but it is God who gives you the true bread from heaven. For the bread of God is that which comes down from heaven and gives life to the world. They said to Jesus, Give us this bread always. Jesus said to them, I am the bread of life. Whoever comes to me will not be hungry, and whoever believes in me will never be thirsty. But I said to you that you have seen me and yet do not believe. Everything that the Creator gives me will come to me, and anyone who comes to me I will never drive away. For I have come down from heaven not to do my own will, but the will of the one who sent me. And this is the will of the one who sent me, that I should lose nothing of all that they has given me, but raise it up on the last day. This is indeed the will of our Creator, that all who see the incarnate and believe in, in them may have eternal life. And I will raise those who believe up on the last day. The Gospel of Jesus Christ. Praise to you. Jesus Christ. Let us affirm our faith together. We believe in God, the nurturer and teacher, from whom is named every family in heaven and on earth. We believe in Jesus Christ, begotten of divine love, who lives in our hearts through faith and fills us with that love. We believe in God, the Holy Spirit. She strengthens us with power from on high. We believe in one God, source of all being, love incarnate, spirit of truth. Amen. We will use the prayers that begin on page 12 of the Iona Abbey worship book. Into your care, O God, we place those whom we love, those for whom we worry, 
those from whom in time or place or affection we are distant. Into your care, O God, we place what grieves us and what inspires us and fills us with hope. Into your care, O God, we give ourselves God bless to us our bodies, God bless to us our souls, God bless to us our lives, God bless to us our belief. Let us share the prayer that Jesus taught us in our own language or preferred version. Our Creator in heaven, hallowed be your name. Your dominion come, your will be done on earth as in heaven. Give us today our daily bread. And forgive us our sins as we forgive those who sin against us. Save us in the time of trial and deliver us from evil. For the sovereignty, the power, and the glory are yours, now and forever. Amen. May the blessing of light be upon us, light without and light within. May the moon, sun, and stars shine on us and warm every heart till it glows like a great fire, so that strangers and friends may come in and find welcome. May light shine out from our eyes like a candle set in a window. And may God bless us with goodness and loving kindness. Amen. I'd like to read you, friends, um, the excerpt from Holy Women, Holy Men, Celebrating the Saints, about St. Patrick. And then um, we'll pray together the Collect for St. Patrick. Patrick was born into a Christian family somewhere on the northwest coast of Britain in about 390. His grandfather had been a Christian priest and his father, Copornius, a deacon. Copornius was an important official in the late Roman imperial government of Britain. It was not unusual in this post-Constantinian period for such state officials to be in holy orders. When Patrick was about 16, he was captured by a band of Irish slave raiders. He was carried off to Ireland and forced to serve as a shepherd. When he was about 21, he escaped and returned to Britain, where he was educated as a Christian. He tells us that he took holy orders as both presbyter and bishop, although no particular see is known as his at this time. A vision then called him to return to Ireland. This he did about the year 431. Tradition holds that Patrick landed not far from the place of his earlier captivity, near what is now known as Down Patrick, a down or a dun is a fortified hill, the stronghold of a local Irish king. He then began a remarkable process of missionary conversion throughout the country that continued until his death, probably in 461. He made his appeal to the local kings and threw them to their tribes. Christianizing the old pagan religion as he went, Patrick erected Christian churches over sites already regarded as sacred, had crosses carved on old Druidic pillars, and put sacred wells and springs under the protection of Christian saints. Many legends of Patrick's Irish missionary travels possess substrata of truth, especially those telling of his conversion of the three major Irish high kings. At Armagh, he is said to have established his principal church. To this day, Armagh is regarded as the prim primatial see of all Ireland. Two works are attributed to Patrick, an autobiographical confession, 
in which he tells us, among other things, that he was criticized by his contemporaries for lack of learning. In a letter to Korochkas, a British chieftain, the Lorica, or St. Patrick's breastplate, I bind unto myself today, is probably not his, but it expresses his faith and zeal. Almighty God, in your providence you chose your servant Patrick to be the apostle of the Irish people, to bring those who are wandering in darkness and error to the true light and knowledge of you. Grant us so to walk in that light that we may come at last to the light of everlasting life. Through Jesus Christ, our Savior, who lives and reigns with you in the Holy Spirit, one God, forever and ever. Amen. I thought, friends, that as the prayer, as our prayer for mission today, um, although it's a loose interpretation of a mission to use it this way, um, but still I thought it was a wonderful opportunity to use the beautiful prayer of St. Patrick, the one known as St. Patrick's Breastplate. It's another one of those. It's a tribute to St. Patrick. Who knows? But um, I think it's a special way to honor this saint today. So... I arise today through a mighty strength, the invocation of the Trinity, through belief in the threeness, through confession of the oneness of the creator of creation. I arise today through the strength of Christ's birth with Christ's baptism, through the strength of Christ's crucifixion with Christ's burial, through the strength of Christ's resurrection with Christ's ascension, through the strength of Christ's descent for the judgment of doom. I arise today through the strength of the love of cherubim, in the obedience of angels, in the service of archangels, in the hope of resurrection to meet with reward, in the prayers of ancestors, in the predictions of prophets, in the preaching of apostles, in the faith of confessors, in the innocence of the holy, in the deeds of the righteous. I arise today through the strength of heaven, the light of the sun, the radiance of the moon, the splendor of fire, the speed of lightning, the swiftness of wind, the depth of the sea, the stability of the earth, the firmness of rock. I arise today through God's strength to pilot me, God's might to uphold me, God's wisdom to guide me, God's eye to look before me, God's ear to hear me, God's word to speak for me, God's hand to guard me, God's shield to protect me, God's host to save me from the snares of devils, from temptations of vices, from, any, from everyone who shall wish me ill, afar and near. I summon today all these powers between me and those evils, against every cruel and merciless power that may oppose my body and soul, against incantations of false prophets, against black laws, against false laws, against craft of idolatry, against spells, against every knowledge that corrupts a human's body and soul, Christ to shield me today against poison, against burning, against drowning, against wounding, so that there may come to me an abundance of reward. Christ with me, Christ before me, Christ behind me, Christ in me, Christ beneath me, Christ above me, Christ on my right, Christ on my left, Christ when I lie down, Christ when I sit down, Christ when I arise, Christ in the heart of every person who thinks of me, 
Christ in the mouth of everyone who speaks of me. Christ in every eye that hears, that sees me, and every ear that hears me. I arise today through a mighty strength, the invocation of the Trinity, through belief in the threeness, through confession of the oneness of the creator of creation. It is not perhaps my favorite version of this prayer, but it's the one I could find this morning and I did look for a little while, so forgive me, friends. At this time, I'll also share just a few thoughts that I had on the readings this morning. The messages that came to me as we read um, from the Bible today are that perhaps the reminder is needed. And I think, I think often we hear things and we need to be reminded of them. One thing that, that I've been particularly mindful of this Lent um, is the need to, where we have formed unhealthy or unhelpful patterns to rewrite those messages. And this takes time. It's done over a period. It's, it's like learning a new habit, but it's a, a habit of, of soul almost. Um, I don't want, quite want to say that. It's a habit of spirit maybe. And one thing that I'm working on is, you know, I, I talk a lot about Fear and perceived scarcity being the root of most evil, of most wounding, of most sin. And I find myself um, in a season of fear where I fear and feel under attack from many directions. I'm still processing the trauma of a very traumatic last probably five years of my professional life. And I guess I should say professional and personal, but not to get too stuck in that, I found myself having inadvertently formed a habit of fear and anxiety where um, if something triggered this, I would immediately feel like this fear and guilt. Like even if I'd done nothing wrong, even if there's no sin on my part, I went to this place of guilt, fear, and shame. And so in my attempt to with God's help, of course, rewrite that pattern. When I feel that trigger happening, I attempt to gently reroute myself in God's love. And our psalm readings this morning reminded me of this. Actually, kind of, it's a thread throughout many readings in the Bible that. we don't have to rely on ourselves. It's not anything. It's not because of us. It's not anything we've done. It's because God is good because God is love that God loves us unconditionally, unconditionally. We don't have to do anything for it. And there's nothing that we could do to lose it right here. God loves us completely. We don't have to be perfect to be protected or loved or forgiven. And that's, for me at least, that's helpful to remember, especially in this Lenten season. And as I've said before, the, you know, the whole pandemic can feel like a long extended Lent. Um, but Lent is also, Lent is a time of returning to God, of turning away 
from these patterns of sin. Turning away from anything that stands between us and God and turning toward God. And so I think it's an important reminder for us that whenever we turn to God, we find God. That God's love is because of God. It is God's very inherent nature. God is love. hope that makes a little sense. I feel like I took a simple subject and made it a little more complicated than it needed to be. But the next point that I wanted to make is I really, as you all know, um, don't think the intent is for us to feel that our bodies, our, our human forms are bad. So when we read in our epistle reading today, The message that I really think we need to take from that is not flesh, bad, spirit, good, but to focus on the eternal and everlasting, to focus not on the temporal, not on the moment of difficulty, but on that which is true and eternal, God, our soul, the very core of our divinely created beings. And with that focus, we are properly rooted and the rest of us comes along. We've talked before about the importance of prioritizing eternal need and sustenance over temporary need and sustenance. And that that's hard for us to do because the immediate is very felt. It's right here. I think this is yet another lesson in that when we focus on Christ, there everything else follows. And that refocusing, that returning, I think, I think Lent's the perfect time for it. And it's not that our, it's not that our bodies are bad. It's not that our hunger is bad. It's that our true deep need for sustenance is, as our gospel reading says, for Christ, for the divine. And when we attempt to satisfy it with anything else, we are led astray. We must first go and seek God. Fill our spirit, feel our holistic, comprehensive, whole W-H-O-L being and I think it's, it's no accident that whole and holy are so intertwined, you know, even in the language, but also in concept. I really believe that an important part of walking the path of holiness, of being holy, is allowing ourselves to be completed by God. To be holy is not to be without flaw. But it is to allow grace to fill all of the holes and the chinks and the gaps and the cracks. I hope that meant a little bit of something today. It did for me. I'm so thankful that you're here with me today and every day, my friends. 
At this time, let us lift up, circle, and hold in the light those whom the Spirit has placed upon our hearts for prayer. And if you need extra time, if your prayer list is long today, my friends, please feel free to pause by voice and to take as long as you need. We are imperfect and beloved right where we are, friends. Let us pray together the general thanksgiving. Almighty God, giver of all mercies, we, your co-creators, give you humble thanks for all your goodness and loving kindness to us and to all whom you have made. We bless you for our creation, preservation, and all the blessings of this life. But above all, for your immeasurable love and the redemption of the world by our Savior, Jesus Christ, for the means of grace and for the hope of glory. And, we pray, give us such an awareness of your mercies that with truly thankful hearts we may show forth your praise, not only with our lips but in our lives, by giving up ourselves to your service and by walking before you in holiness and righteousness all our days. Through Jesus Christ, our Savior, to whom with you and the Holy Spirit be honor and glory throughout all ages. Amen. Almighty God, you have given us grace at this time with one accord to make our common supplication to you. And you have promised through your well-beloved incarnate that when two or three are gathered together in Christ's name, you will be in the midst of us. Fulfill now, O God, our desires and petitions as may be best for us, granting us in this world knowledge of your truth and in the age to come life everlasting. Amen. Let us bless God. Thanks be to God. The wisdom of God, the love of God, and the grace of God strengthen you to be Christ's hands and heart in this world. In the name of the Holy Trinity. Amen.